Hey everyone, and welcome back to Citywide Blackout, your home for music, movies, and more. I'm your host, Max Bowen. Well, a couple weeks ago, one of my favorite events, the Rhode Island Author Expo, saw its big return to an in-person format. There were authors, panels, and a whole lot more. It was a great time. And of course, I was there to emcee the event, as well as interview some of the great writers. In this episode, Tim Jones, creator of the Sour Grapes comic, joins me to talk about the origins of the strip, its many characters, and the process of getting into so many papers over the years. Following that, Angelina Singer and I catch up after two years, and she has quite a bit to share, including the release of her Rewind duology and the audiobook versions. To close out this episode, MC Magikoff and I talk about her book, Fried Catfish, a comedy drama all about the world of catfishing in a screenplay format. So kick back, relax, and enjoy. My good pal, Tim Jones, uh, someone I know very well, actually, <laughs> from, from many, many years back, I know many you well, Comic-Cons, <laughs> Expos, and so forth. I think it's really appropriate that we're, that we're, that we're kind of ending this in like the best way possible, I think, oh, by having you here to talk about your comic strip, um, uh, Sour Grapes, yeah. which has been on for a long time. You can find it in well over like 30 papers, I believe. I'm up to 35. 35. You actually just got added to a new one, right? I got added to two more. Two more. Jeez, dude. In uh, East Providence... Uh, it's the East Providence Reporter, mm-hmm. and then the uh, Seacock, um, the Seacock Rehoboth Reporter. So, wow. Massachusetts, just over the border, really. Yeah. Now, these days, I think like in this day and age where we have so much stuff online, the notion of getting a comic strip like syndicated may seem a little like, just a little, a, a little like old school. But I'm curious as to like what is involved in getting yourself in all these papers. Um. It's a lot of begging. <laughs> please, up. please, please, let me in your favor. <laughs> it's a really good strip. <laughs> but, um, you know, I usually get hung up on when I start that. But, and, uh, but it, you know, uh, it's like fishing, really. You just cast it out there. Hopefully you get a bite, you know. I try and do a, a quick sales pitch and, uh, you know, just tell them, tell them, you know, I don't, it's funny because I never tell them what the strip is about. Like, really? Ever. Ever. I just talked with someone today down in Georgia, um, which is another place I'm, I'm published. And um, I tried another Georgia paper, so south of Atlanta. And um, I just I just told them, you know, I'm a cartoonist from Rhode Island. And I have this comic, uh, Sour Grapes. It's in uh, currently in 35 papers. It's popular, uh, self-syndicated. Uh, would you be interested in, uh, you know, uh, seeing it in your paper or running it in the paper and stuff or seeing some samples or uh, whatever? And um, uh, I got lucky with this guy. He says, yeah, sure, send me, send me some, uh, some samples along. And, um, but I just, I didn't, he didn't ask me what, he, he didn't ask me what it was about. And unless they do, I don't tell them. Because I feel that the, the work should stand on its own. Mm-hmm. So if you give them something that's just kind of like, oh, what's that about, you know, yeah. you kind of not hitting the mark. But um, what what would you say though, like if you had to like like narrow it down to say one sentence, what would you say the strip the strip is actually about? Oh, it's Aesop is the main character. Mm-hmm. This uh, this guy right here, the little the dog. We don't refer to him as a dog though; he's an individual. Exactly. That. Um, but that's Aesop. He's a miserable flying dog, and he uh, lives in a problematic world troubled world with his friends and uh basically that's sour grapes 
That's, nice. that's just about it. Yeah, I'm actually really I'm actually impressed that you're able to like distill it down to one sentence because like I've been a fan of this for years, of course, and I find that the that the strip is really it's not just like one thing or one character. It's not like um like Garfield, for example, which right. has you know your, your like main character and then a smaller character. It's like everyone seems to be kind of on a very like even keel in terms of like a main character. I try I try and do that. I mean, Aesop is in just about every episode. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is it is about him and his and his life and how he has to put up with these situations that he just kind of happens to be involved in. These guys coming to him with his problems or it is a problem and he's just trying to, um, you know, he's he's got this attitude like you know just like oh god now what, you know yeah and, yeah um, so he deals with it in his own his own um, uh, sarcastic response way and stuff like that. But he's always there to listen. Mm-hmm. That's his thing. He's a good listener. <laughs> He's just a smart ass. But um, so, um, but getting back to the other thing is, it's like I, I, I never, you know, I just described it to you, but I've never had to do that. Even if I, I started sending emails because of COVID, nobody was answering their phones. Mm, you know, yeah, of course. everybody was working remote. So um, even when I sent an email, I just kept it really simple. It's this. You know, it's a strip. It's self-syndicated. Da, 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 da. I never tell them what it's about mm-hmm. because they may look at it and say, mm, "I don't know about that." They can't envision a miserable flying dog and what's that all about. So I'd rather just show them. Here you go. Yeah, you know? yeah. I Instead of telling, it's it's always better to show than it is to tell. I learned that in writing mm-hmm. back in when I was in college, and I took a creative writing course, which I got an A in. And uh, probably the only A besides my blood type. <laughs> and, uh, hey, me yay, too. Yay. yay. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do something right. Yeah, and I mean, uh, like, writing was, like, it for me. I think I had, like, everything else was just, like, barely squeaks by. Yeah, barely. Yeah, yeah. Why do I need to know the square root? And, exactly. Um, you don't need no math. They have to be square. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whenever well, I give, like, philosophy classes. Right, exactly. But the guy, the teacher told me, or told us, um, it's always better to show than it is to tell. Yeah. So that's basically, I've always brought that with me. That was a long time ago. Um, but um, so I do. I would do that in my emails and that. You know, sometimes I get lucky and sometimes I don't. You know? uh, I think I'm pretty lucky so far, though. So but, like, what would you say, like, the ratio, though, is, like, you know, the emails versus the acceptance? Like, because I'm sure for people who have their own, their own shirts, they're wondering, hey, can I get myself into the papers and the magazines? It's uh, it's <laughs> tough. I, I, I couldn't really put a number in that because I get interest. I, I get hang-ups. I've gotten some hang-ups because they figure it sounds like a, you know, a sales pitch to them. And it, we, don't, yeah. you know, we don't do a comic click. Yeah. Or some of them are, um, no, it sounds great, but, you know, we're really not taking anything right now in space or whatever. Um, space. Yes. Yeah, Doesn't take up a whole a whole, a whole lot of space actually. Just yeah. like just like for the record, folks. To you know, um, this comic is actually in my paper, the uh, the No Star Reporter, and I can safely say it doesn't take up a ton of space. No. Well, I, some papers do put me in like half page. Like, yeah. Know, I'm saying, I don't have to do that. Like people open up I'm like, whoa. Yeah. It's like okay, that's bigger than I yeah, was gonna be. Yeah. Hey, this must be a senior magazine. Right. It's like huge. <laughs> the big. But nothing against version. seniors. You know. <laughs> well, you know, you get older, the vision. Yeah, I was a senior once, and then I graduated. hey So, <laughs> but, um, anyways, 
Where were we going with that? Uh, you know, what? let's talk about the comics origins. Where did the concept oh. for this thing come from, and how did you, like, first get it off the ground? Well, going way back um, to the late 1900s, mm-hmm. we'll call it 1997 to <laughs> 2000-something, 2001, 2002, these characters were in a strip called Every Blue Moon, which was my very first venture into doing something like this. Cool. And um, it was in six papers, one of them, the Pawtucket Times, mm-hmm. of which I'm still in, imagine that. Yeah. And, um, and um, where's I going with that? Oh, so um, same characters, Aesop, they all was, they were similar but didn't look hardly anything like what they look like now. Aesop was, was still kind of Aesop, but Aesop didn't fly back then. He just kind of walked. I just gave a dog with a cape. Mm-hmm. I had a different backstory to it, the whole nine yards. Um, put together a book, um, and, you know, it lasted for, you know, a couple, maybe four years or so, mm-hmm. until it got to the point where I couldn't really um, develop it because it's important that you can develop a story just like you write any other kind of story. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, for all intents and purposes, I put it to bed and um, went on with life. Um, got married, had kids, da da da. Went to school, finished my degree, and um, then I came out with um, another strip called Job Shop, and that was centered around uh, manufacturing, uh, you know, machining that type of industry and stuff. Uh, which it, which is what I was doing uh, for a, a full-time job at the time. And um, I got a um, writer for that. I just did the drawing. I, I went on to do stand-up because I thought I was funny. <coughs> and um, so I met this guy, Paul Nardizzi, um, professional comedian still. Uh, we did that for a couple of years, and it went well. I was in papers with that as well. And... Um, and then um, he got busy, got more popular, Conan O'Brien and Comedy Central, stuff like that, so he had to go. So I put it to bed. Um, then I went on with, you know, doing more stand-up and then quit because people just laughed at me. And Is that the whole point, though? <laughs> well, that's the joke. Yeah, exactly, right? So, and I'm allergic to tomatoes. So Fair enough. Out, okay. So, <laughs> um, so anyways, so I did that, and then uh, I was still working full-time at another job. I uh, got laid off in 2013, and I just stopped. Life stopped. You know, I was just kind of like, oh, boy. Um, but I used that time to – I had the, the, a friend of mine, good friend of mine. Um, we'll call him Eric because that's his name. And uh, he um, – called me we talked and stuff like that and he really kicked my butt to get back into doing this and I did and um, uh, decided to bring all these characters back um, and put them into this new thing I always had sour grapes on my mind Mm -hmm. and um, so I was like okay I'm gonna call it sour grapes but I googled it and just to make sure, you know, like if you have a band or something like that, you want to make sure nobody else has got that name. Yeah, so I Googled exactly. Sour Grapes to make sure. Come to find out, Sour Grapes is a derivative of 
Aesop's Fables. Of oh. the Aesop's Fable, The Fox and the Grape. Okay. Which I didn't know. <laughs> and then I freaked out and I went, wait a minute, it's an Aesop's Fable. My character's name is Aesop. No, I had no idea and I just went, that's it. That's the that's the title. Yep, what a what a what a uh, coincidence. Exactly. So um, well, the rest is history. So nice. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, so yeah, man. It's a it's that's a, my story. It's quite a series of like uh, twists and turns now. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. It's uh, pretty good now. One thing that I, I wanted to talk about too is that I know that when it comes to like doing your comics, you're a little more like old school. I know like these days most cartoonists they just everything on like their iPads and their phones and such mm-hmm. but you're a little more like more like uh, old school right I'm an old schooler um, well I shouldn't say complete well I'm 60 40 just because you have to have technology nowadays yeah yeah you can't you can't uh, right so I draw it Bristol board pencil ink it and I, I write out the letters for the for the writing so I, I write and draw at the same time some people write and then they draw or Mm-hmm. Or whatever I, I mostly write and draw. I have an idea in my head, but put it on the paper. I'm writing it as I go because the pictures have to match the words and vice versa. So mm-hmm. that's another class. Um, but um, and then um, after I ink it, I'll put it on my flatbed scanner, get it into Photoshop, mm-hmm. and that's where that's where the magic is. Exactly. <laughs> that's the where scanning. That's happens. where the mistakes are fixed because exactly. I have a little tablet. Yeah. Because sometimes you'll like send me the comic before it's like file it and say, hey, is this any good? Yeah. And I'll be like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, maybe just put a yeah, comic yeah, here. Yeah, my helpers. Change a word here. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the editor almost. You are. <laughs> you are. The code guy for it. And, it's funny. And then, you're, and then you're just like, okay, take that thing out, fix it. So, like I said, it's where the, yeah. where the, all the all kinks get, get ironed out. Right, right. So, and then I, I do the actual font uh, for the lettering. I can fix my mistakes. I can, um, you know, if I got to move stuff around a little bit, I do. Um, and then um, I'll do the editing some more and make sure that everything works just right. Mm-hmm. As long as the joke works, folks. doesn't have to be funny, as long as it works. Um, and uh, um, then I can color it because mm-hmm. I have to, like I give you, I give you a black and white and I give a color. Yep. Some of the, a lot of the papers I have to do that. Some of them take black and white, some take color. But, um, but then... I, you know, back up a little bit, I have to save it down to a JPEG because that's how you send these strips out nowadays. Yep. yep. Harkening back to every blue moon, I used to, as, as a matter of fact, I would have to go to the Pawtucket Times to a paper in, um, in North Attleboro that I used to be in uh, and a bunch of other ones. I would have to drive around at a deadline. Oh, my God. With my hard copy, go to the... Um, Go to the uh, the copy machine, literally put it on there, shrink it down for them, and then hand them that. And that's when they used to really copy and paste. They yeah. put it up on the board and do all that stuff. Oh my God! I had to do that every week. That actually reminds me of a guy I used to know. I forget I forget his name, but he I used to him from the old job. He did like a sports comic, and he just simply refused to adapt to the tech. He would just walk in every week, drop off his his like printed comic. And walk out, you know. Oh, really? He just would not adapt to the times, and so we had to scan it and do, this, do all that stuff. So oh, I definitely wow. remember those times too. Yeah. So that was that was those days, and it's a little easier now to to do it that way. Yeah. But, you know, high res stuff, and it looks great, and all that stuff. So. Yeah. 
let's talk about the story. Like, you know, how you, like, when it comes to, like, thinking of the ideas for each weekly comic, do you have a process, or does it sort of just, you know, come to you at random moments? The, the strip is based on my life. Oh, really? <laughs> so if so, you read the comic, so, yeah. so So you were also a, like, depressed, flying flying creature. Hey, well, he's not depressed. He's just miserable. Miserable, There's okay. A There's a difference. So you, so you are sad. <laughs> so you're, so you're, yeah. so you're a miserable flying dog. He's a mis- I'm a miserable flying dog. I get a lot of people saying, oh, he slaps you, but, you know, okay, fine. Um, you're not my friend anymore. But, um, <laughs> you're, you're, a, no. you're a little more pleasant than that. Yeah. Just go shoot it. Just a But, um, I just, it, it's just basically what's happened it, for me, you know. Mm-hmm. I love my family, love my wife, love my kids. It's, it's, that's not what I mean by my life. My yeah. my daily experiences. That's you probably a you. better word. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I kind of <laughs> I kind of draw on that, you know. I put it into the strip. Um, I have some other um, tertiary, we'll call them. Oh, that's a big word for me. Tertiary uh, characters. I've uh, you see Aesop with snowmen sometimes. Mm-hmm. You'll see him with um, his, the new guy. There he is right here. Mm-hmm. Um, ominous. Pet, uh, Aesop has a pet cloud named Ominous. Yep, yep. And mm-hmm. he's become a fan favorite, so he pops up uh, more often than not. Um, so he's fun to write for. Um, so it, it all depends on, on the situation, and I'll say, okay, who's, who's going to be good for this, okay? Yeah. But if you remember... Um, Mr. Rogers, mm-hmm. okay, because we all watched him, we can admit it, mm-hmm. and um, he um, would have a theme for the show, for that episode, but then he would take that theme, and he would get you on the trolley and go into make-believe, and um, they, he would show how they dealt with that same kind of theme in that, in that thing, so it's almost like that's how I look at it, mm-hmm. I put it to them and say, okay, now you guys take this, and it usually starts to write themselves because I know, I know these characters so well, especially Aesop. He's, he's always on my mind. He's me, so I know um, how they would deal with it in a in a way. So I just put it to them, and then they they kind of take it off in their own world. So there's there's imagination going right there. I get so, you. I get you. Yeah. What about the other characters? Who are they, and what would you say their personalities are? Well, this is, um, we'll start with the girl, yep. that's Constance, and uh, she's Maddie's little sister. Mm-hmm. She's a 16-year-old brat, and uh, just your basic teenage girl, um, and uh, thinks the world revolves around her, and uh, just angry most of the time, attitude, all that stuff. So that's her MO. Um, and next to her is Maddie. Um, that's her older brother. He's a not so bright astrophysicist, <laughs> and um, has problems with with uh, with girls and stuff and dating and that. Um, and he's just there to uh, be the nerd of the group, really, which is another side of me, <laughs> and um, a big side. Um, no, no, really. <laughs> hide my Captain America shirt. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you like uh, you you uh, you uh, counter it well with your Patriots hat. So yes, yes. Balances, there's, a, yeah. there's a thing. There's a theme going on here. Okay, so didn't plan it though. It's just exactly the next right. thing off the laundry pile. Right? There you go. <laughs> uh, and then we have um, uh, slice, and slice is just the opposite of 
of what sour grapes is all about. He's the annoying, positive guy of the group. Everything's mm -hmm. wonderful. Everything's great. He's wears his number one on his shirt because you're number one. Don't let anybody ever tell you you're not. And he <laughs> um, uh, wants to give everybody a hug and stuff, but he's just overly annoying with it. And um, and of course Aesop, but we talked about him and then his pet cloud ominous. And there's a group of snowmen. Um, there's Henry. There's Horace. There's uh, a new one I just came up with, Kurt. Hi, Kurt. Um, named him after a friend of mine and um, stuff like that. So Aesop communicates with the snowmen sometimes, depending on what I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's a it's a fun bunch to, to look at and to, uh, to get to know. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, the, the thing about Sour Grapes is, is that it, I think, and it's important with comic strips, for those of you that are, are uh, wanting to do one, it's got to relate to a wide audience, to yeah. something that's relatable so sour grapes is something that we all experience mm -hmm. in our lives so I think it uh, reaches out to a broad audience so yeah, it's yeah. important yeah and and you uh, talked about um, any, um, anyone who wants to do their own comic I feel like these days that's gotten a lot easier because there are more like where we're where we are seeing the closure of a lot of like the papers magazines we're seeing the creation of course platforms like um uh, Webtoon and Tapas and things like that. So more and more folks can, if they have an idea for a comic strip, they can still do it. Like it's not too late. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the, the industry has changed so much. Where the industry more has options. changed, but you know there are, you know, it, they say the in, the newspaper industry is waning. Well, it might be um, in some cases. I, I I just I try not to look at it as so detrimental hmm. of a business because, you know, you've got a great paper and it's doing well. And uh, no, it's, <laughs> no, it's <not> reporter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we plug, didn't mention plug. that. <laughs> and uh, here's your money. <laughs> not enough, but we'll talk about it. So, um, uh, you know, it, it, I, I don't see it that way because a lot of the papers that I'm in are, are weeklies. Mm -hmm. So, those are thriving. Those are doing very well. Yeah. Because, yeah. as you know, they cover a community, mm -hmm. and a lot of them are big community mm -hmm. and um, so you only see that news there you're not going to see that anywhere else exactly. and then of course I'm sure you you cover other broader topics and stuff like that but um, so you know it, it being a weekly comic anyways I, I that's what I go after anyways yeah. so I am in some monthlies can I show this one yeah go for it Marvel Tape Magazine yeah which you can actually they'll actually be I believe they'll actually they're be, be there at the Comic Con they're going to be there wrote uh, Rhode Island Wave is going to be there tomorrow. Mm -hmm. That I'm also in that one monthly, um, and a bunch of other papers. But um, uh, so um, I am. What I was getting at is I am in a few monthlies too. I'm also on some mm -hmm. websites. Um, Rhode Island News Today is one. I'm on WERA mm -hmm. website in Attleboro. Uh, What's up, Newport? Mm -hmm. It's another one. So I'm starting to get into some websites. So here he is. There it is. Tell in the cameraman to, to focus see. in. There we go. <laughs> camera guy, zoom in. Thanks, Cliff. Oh, wait. There is no camera guy. <laughs> he said we just don't talk about it. Exactly. But Be quiet, Cliff. Back to your corner. <laughs> um, how, do you, uh, how long would you say it takes to like make one of these? From like from like idea to you know uh, shipping it off to the papers? Well, um, 
It all depends. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, as I say, I write and I draw at the same time, so I'm constantly changing stuff, erasing and editing. <laughs> and once I get it into the computer, I'm still editing and changing and stuff like that until it, it you know, it's a good product. It, it Comic strip is a product, so you want it to have a finished look and mm -hmm. a finished read and stuff like that. So um, I don't know. It, it, it could be um, two hours to, to three hours, mm -hmm. sometimes you know, even longer, you know, it all depends. I, um, I work to deadline. I don't work ahead. Yeah. So, um, uh, I, and I want to do that. So if I ever get picked up nationally, well, I mean, I'm across the country with papers, but I mean, in a big syndicate, it, it'll, it'll have me used to a deadline. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I figure if I work to deadline, I'll do it that way. But the papers that I'm in, are all different deadlines, <laughs> which, like your, which, which your, I'm sure like yeah. must be tough. Yeah, your Thursdays, yep. and then but it's for the next week, and then then I have Sundays, and that's one, and Monday's another one, and Tuesday's another, Wednesday's another one, and it goes back to Thursday. So it's I have to remember all this, and yeah. I, I have one day's a bunch of papers, another day's a bunch of papers, so I have to time everything, especially on Christmas time. Oh yeah, this time of year is tough because um, you know I'm tr I wanted to. I'm I'm going away, out of the country, and um, I have to time it, so these things come out when they're supposed to, and all this yeah. stuff. And, so um, so do you just have this big like chart at home where it's like okay Monday ship it to this guy, Tuesday sh ship it to these guys. I actually had to make once I got into those other two papers, I went whoa, I gotta I gotta write this down. Yeah, you get organized. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like fifteenth of the month is the monthly, so like, well one other one's the eighth and stuff, and then. And then it's you know all these other papers, so I had to write it all down and mm -hmm. stuff. I for some I have the worst memory in the world, but for some reason I've been able to me remember all the editors' names. Wow, because I address them, you know, individually, and in when I send out the email. So, uh, um, but uh, yeah, I had to I had to write it all down. I got it up in front of me now. Yeah. Oh no, no, you got it. I mean, especially with all with like what you say, uh, thirty five papers now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's no way you don't, you don't, you don't want to say, oh, I'm sure I'll remember that one. And yeah. Realize, oh, yeah, some of them never got their comic. Once, you know, once or twice I've, I've just it, just forgotten. I'm just like, oh, no. It's, and it usually happens with the new people because I forget to sure. slip them in. But, sure. Um, so it's Rhode Island, Mass a lot of them are in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, um, Georgia. Uh, let me think for a minute. Georgia. We're going on the oh, Georgia, Texas, New yeah. Mexico, and California. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, yeah, wasn't, it, wasn't, it, wasn't Cali out there on the list too? Yeah, I'm in California, and the paper that I just, the, new, the newer ones are Georgia and New Mexico. The one in New Mexico um, just told me how much they really loved it, and they might consider, after the first year, putting me in their sister papers, Ooh. which are in California. Very cool. And I'm like, Yes, I'll get more. Yeah, exactly. So it just, you know. As the list, man. Definitely. Why not, right? So what is what is next for you, Tim? You know, we're, we're seeing the return, of course, of the you know, comic conventions. <laughs> I didn't mean supper. tonight. I oh, meant right, <laughs> in, the, in the near future. Because, of course, we've seen the return of you know, the Comic-Cons. You've been at a couple already. Uh, do you have more appearances planned? Aside from, you know, of course, you know, Aria tomorrow? Yeah, as a matter of fact, um, I, I'm signed up for... Um, Three in April, 
Nice. Wow. Um, so that's um, a new one called Retro Expo. Mm-hmm. Um, that's in. This guy's gonna kill me now. It's, in, <laughs> it's near near Fall River area, um, and um, the new Wicked Con. I've heard about that one. Back. That yep. one's gonna be good. It's gonna be a one day. Mm-hmm. This time it's the first one, but that one's gonna be good. It's the people that used to do the Boston um, Expo. I'm the Boston Comic Con. Yep which is now Boston Fan Expo. So that's going to be a good one. And I'll be there with the National Cartoon Society for mm-hmm. that one. Um, which, of course, you are part of. I'm a part of the National Cartoon Society, which is great. Um, and um, so we'll be there with them. And then I'm in New Hampshire at the um, Old School uh, Comic Show, which is uh, with uh, Little Giants. Mm-hmm. Plug. Little Giants. Um, uh comic book stores that's that's a good one too that's a one day that's that's a big one uh, so i'm very happy to see that they've already st- all three of them have already started advertising and stuff so and i'm lining up more i think there's another kids con i'm doing kids con again mm-hmm. i think that's june or may um uh terrific con of course mm-hmm. love doing terrific con i'm a guest up there um i may do northeast comic con i'm not sure um and um I'm actually thinking of trying to get into New York Comic Con. Ooh, that'd be I big. I don't know. That'd be big. I huh? have to uh, talk to a few people to see if I can make it work. But that, you know, that's not till October. November is with the National Cartoonist Society. Oh, Plastic City Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Keith Gleason, Ma- Mighty Mascots, awesome. And of course, um, you're a regular at the uh, Rowling Comic Con, which right. You're at that November, of course, next year. So you'll be back. Yeah, we'll be back. I'll be there with the, we. I was there with the uh, National Cartoonist Society, mm-hmm. which was a lot of fun. Talk that about, was a blast. Talk about digital. Remember the monitors and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. You, you got the chance fun. to kind of like play around with some of the, yeah, some of the toys. Yeah, people could see my messy drawing about me on the big monitor. And stuff, <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. Met a lot of great people and uh, got a massage every day for free. Well, there you go. Oh, for, yeah, there was a I guy never there. got that. I was there. Friday and Saturday. He was right down the way. And it was he my had his massage. Own little chair. He's like, mm-hmm, I'm a walking me. basket of stress. Are you kidding me? Guy was like a backloader for God's sake. Nice. He was like, <laughs> but anyways, another <laughs> story, <laughs> folks. But um, but anyways, uh, so um, so yeah, I think it's it's gonna be a, a good year. God willing, we'll all be healthy, and a lot of this stuff will be behind us. But um, definitely, definitely. So um, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff um, coming up that I'm hoping to to do and uh, maybe some some different stuff with this and uh, um, still have the want to do the book it's still there it's still up there the book's in the works the yeah. book is in the works it's folks. in there but we gotta kind of tweak it but um, and I, I after we're done I'll, I'll tell you my idea but um, uh, so yeah a lot, a lot of good stuff I keep plugging just you know it's a lot of work trying to get into papers but I love doing it exactly you know, so that's what counts yeah, I love doing it a lot of work all right so well tim man as always it is so cool talking to you yeah same uh, ho- here. hopefully fo- folks at home are now on his website sourgrapescomic.com you can check out all the comics he's on all of his socials you know twitter facebook instagram uh you can catch the comic in numerous papers including including mine north star reporter out every <laughs> wednesday <laughs> And, uh, well, and of on, course the, on the site, you can see there's a list of the papers mm-hmm. that I'm in. So you can look and see maybe maybe you live in those areas that exactly. where it's in and stuff like that. There you go. And the books are are um, in there, too. Um, and you can just contact me and we work it out to uh, to get you one and stuff. So Exactly. Picture this. 
you finished your first book and nailed it. The plot, the characters, all the twists and turns. This one's a winner, and all you need is the right cover. If you've got my art skills, this is the part where panic usually sets in. Enter the cover villain, hero to writers everywhere. Founded by noted author Remy Flagg, Cover Villain focuses on composite image covers for science fiction and fantasy writers. Give them the details, and they'll craft a cover using popular trends that everyone will want to see. But wait, you say, I've got ideas of my own. No problem, as Cover Villain loves a good collaboration. As they say, our goal is to put a little villain in every cover we make. Want to know more? Then head to CoverVillain.com and follow them on Facebook and Instagram. How's it going? See the white blackout live at the Rhode Island Author Expo, and it wouldn't be complete if I did not speak to my pal Angelina Singer. She's been on the show numerous times, uh, kind of like a regular for when we do these kinds of events. Yeah, I think so. It's really fun. Thank you for having me, Max. It's great to be here. And and certainly this has been a busy couple of years for you. Uh, yeah. I think when we last talked in 2019, you were just about to put out the Rewind Duology. Yes, which I actually have here today. Book one is here, and, book two. and you could buy a copy if you came yeah. down to the expo. Just saying. Maybe. I mean, I'm here, so you know, yeah. at least come see the hair in person. So. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the hair in person. Right? Love that. Yes. So, and and but the thing that I really wanted to ask about is the audiobooks. So you recently put out the audiobooks for these titles. Mm-hmm. Um, who would you work with for this one? So this is awesome. And actually, I'm doing a live stream with my narrator, Chelsea Quilka, on December 17th at 3 p.m. on Instagram. Love to see you there. She is fantastic. She's done, like, DC comic stuff, like, Powerpuff Girl commercials, like, crazy things. And she works with me, and she did all these characters, and I'm still, like, I don't know how she wanted to, but she did, and she's amazing, and I'm so grateful. And Chelsea, if you're seeing this, you're the best. You're a rock star. I love working with Chelsea, so check her out if you haven't. Um, she's amazing. Yeah. Um, how'd you find her, and like, what about her made you someone you want to work with for this thing? Yeah, absolutely. So on ACX, you can find different people and different narrators, and I guess it was just her tone and her sassy kind of style because they put samples <laughs> of like what they do. You know what I mean? And so she has a very versatile voice. She can do you know male voices and kind of villainous voices and goofy, loud voices. Very diverse. I am so impressed. So um, if you want to work with her, I highly recommend it. She's a lovely person, incredibly talented, and just an absolute joy. So recommend it. Go hit her up, definitely. Which is hard to do, actually. Doing, like, all the voices, doing, like, the male and the female, older, younger, different, like, backgrounds, ethnicities. Uh, It's really, it's it's such a range. So I think it's kind of rare for someone who can actually do all those voices. No, for sure. And so that's why I love working with her. And she's so professional and goofy and fun and she oh my gosh i just laughed she captured people so well especially because in both of these books i wrote um willow and xander based on my college friends so i basically had to tell her about them and who they are as people and she really nailed their voices it was so funny to me so i loved it i'm still waking out over it if you like audiobooks go go check out these on audible and itunes and all that fun stuff so Absolutely. Yeah. So, so tell us about the Rewind Duology because it's been a couple of years. We never really like yeah. talked about it. What's yeah. this series all about? Uh, yeah. So I basically wrote my old middle school bullies as psychotic criminals. <laughs> it's something that everybody wishes wow. they could do, 
right? They, well, you yes. know, they do say write what you know, right. and you know them. I know them for nine miserable years of my life as a child. So, now there's psychotic criminals who force scientific experimentation on people. They basically force people into uh, suspended hyperstasis or whatever that is, a sci-fi thing. And they're basically forced into a video game. So, my character goes back in time to find out what happened to her dad. So, no spoilers, but you can see where this is going. And in the second book, she gets stuck in a video game. So, the first one is Forgetting My Cook Member. It has to do with the idea of memory and how trauma affects memory as a child especially in the time you know growing up like from that and how that all goes together and then the sequel involves the actual video game itself there's romance and coming of age and virtual reality and this one is actually heavily based on an anime sword art online if you've seen that max love that series right isn't it great which i think i'm oh actually i think we i think we may be in uh the um a minority because like a lot of folks hate that series wait really it's gotten some flack, yeah. Why? I love it's the it. only one I've watched. I don't even watch anime. My friend I, recommended it. I honestly like... cried like towards the end of the other uh, first season. I got I was like, oh my god, why? Why? Yeah, no, it's intense. It is, and I enjoyed it because it's very like sweet, but the storytelling is so good, and it's not like it's not too violent. Like there's worse anime out there. There's for so violence. much worse. There is yeah. so much worse. So I want to say it's a... Oh, okay. I'm That's a good example. Is it? Definitely not for kids or for anyone who would like. You know, stomach issues. Oh, oh gosh, yes. yeah, no. I mean, there's some really dark stuff out there, but I feel like it's not as dark as some other anime. So I'm kind of good with like watching it. I really enjoyed it, and so I took it as kind of an idea for this kind of stuff. And people that love anime, like I had somebody buy just this book, and I'm like, you can. It's a sequel. I recommend the other. <laughs> Which but, like, like missing out on a lot of things. Yeah, just a little bit. But I mean, you still can. It's still a story. Um, but I gave him the card for it, so I'm like, hey, if you want to read the first one, you can. So. Yeah. Cool. Now, you put these both out in the last couple of years, right? Correct, yes. So, during a time when you could not do author expos, yeah. you could not do shows, you could do a signing. I know. And it sucked because, like, I'm so proud of these. Like, I'm proud of all my work, but, I mean, the quality of the writing and storytelling, I've grown so much. And I think you want to get out and share it with people. So, now I'm so happy to have the author expo today. And Comic-Con was last month in November, so that was a really great thing, too. And overall, it's just good to be here with my author people and just network, like always. So it's great, and Max is one of the best to network with, so we love doing this, and it's a lot of fun. So, nice, nice. So yeah. were, you, uh, were you able to um, uh, connect with the fans without being able to actually connect with the fans? Yeah, well, one thing we did was I talked to Chelsea, my narrator again. We did a live stream, I want to say, a little after we did this book. So she narrated both of these. And we did it on Instagram, like we're doing again next week, and it's fun because people can jump in there and interact, and that's a really good stand-in. If you can't do personal, uh, you know, IRL events, this is a great way to stay connected. So I was really happy to have the opportunity, and it's not the best, but it's not terrible. So. It's something. I, I think, it is, yeah. I think it's like, it's like one of those things where you take what you can get, because we just couldn't do exactly. the in-person event. This we're doing here, right. sitting next to each other. It could not do it. I know, <laughs> Big I know. No, no. I know. So it's wonderful things are going in a better direction now, and people are willing to come out and talk to everyone again, and it's been wonderful. So exactly. I'm really Yeah. Now, one thing that I've been seeing with you is that you have a great uh, social media presence. Thank you. I try so Your Insta hard. is always popping. You're always posting some great stories. Oh, thank you. Uh, did you, like, take classes for this, or are you just, like, uh, self-taught with it? Well, I'm flattered you think I was trained, because no. <laughs> 
I really, I took a couple marketing classes in college, but not like enough. I actually worked for a marketing agency as a day job, so I, I do a few different things, but I do copy editing for them. And my boss, she is one of my former classmates. She knows all this stuff. She's brilliant. She makes six figures a year in her own agency. She's incredible. But, um, so I read all her content and I kind of like, I subtly learn because when you're reading stuff, you learn. I'm not stealing it, of course, but you learn different tactics um, and she offers a lot of really helpful gems on her page too. So you just learn by working around it. Um, but yeah, I just know what I would want to see and I try to jump into that and bring things that are helpful and fun and personal and just different. So I try really hard. TikTok is also a new challenge I've embarked on. I don't know if you've seen anything I posted from the hat. I've yet to do the TikToks. Uh, yeah. Probably not sure. my thing. Well, even if you want to check it out, just because there, there's a really fun, useful content on there. And it's yeah. a great way to connect in a different platform. So I highly recommend it. I don't use it as often as I should, but I like watching stuff and learning what other authors do. And I definitely jump on different trends when I feel like it. So it's good. And it is so important too, especially now. Yeah. You need to have the presence. You Gotta, I mean, whether it's your you Insta, your Twitter, your Facebook, TikTok, what have you, yes. you gotta be willing to learn this thing because yeah. this is how you meet the fans, exactly. this is how you connect with folks. And I'm sure you had a chance to connect with folks who don't like necessarily live here, but from like all, all over the place. Oh gosh, yeah, I have friends from all over the place. Like I've met friends through bands, through Facebook pages of like author stuff. Like honestly, like anything, you can meet people, and it's really cool to have that. And sometimes they're local, and you're able to catch up with them, and it's super fun. So. It's just great. The internet has opened up truly so much for us. Yeah. What would you say has been the best part of being able to return to this level of event? You know, meeting folks, just seeing people again. Um, I think networking. I am totally obsessed with networking. The more people you know, you get more job opportunities. There's just connections to be made. And you never know what could happen. I mean, heck, at the Situate Art Festival, I met the uh, editor-in-chief of Wargate Books who walked by my table. Wow. And he has friends who might actually represent me. So they might actually take these books. We're in talks about it now. So I'm not, it's not Wargate. Friends of his are an indifference publishing company, so I'm not, like, dropping names or doing too much. But I, <laughs> uh, but they're, they're aware he's going to try to push for me and get that moving. So hopefully, I won't say what uh, company they're part of just to keep a little nuance of privacy, but um, but there's some really interesting things in the works and yeah. it could change my life if it goes through. So we're just praying and hoping that something picks up because that would be amazing. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you do a lot of different things. Of course, you have your books, you work for a marketing company, you also do uh, freelance journalism covering yeah. bands and shows. Yeah. <laughs> How do you balance all this? I don't. I have a fair terrible enough. work life balance. <laughs> That's fair enough. I even, have, do I. I even have an e-commerce job doing content writing for uh, a Grove Collaborative, which is an organic like company that does household wares and personal care. So I do everything. <laughs> and I'm looking for more because I'm crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a horrible work life balance. But I also crochet, and I do that as an artist on the side. And I'm training to teach guitar lessons because I need a social job. I'm always at my laptop. I need to be around people eventually. So um, just a lot of different avenues. And I think over time I'll start to scale it down when I have something that's a little more consistent. But for now I'm just kind of hustling and networking and doing all of it. Always hustle. Right. You gotta never stop. always hustle. You gotta. You get, but but that's very yeah. true. Though. You gotta you gotta make those deals because for sure. you can't wait for. An agency to come and like save you. You gotta be able to do yourself. Like so, like when you get noticed by the agents, they say, you know yeah. what? She's already doing so much. That's. I think that's what it is. It's like if you show that you are polished, you've done your homework, you've done all the push yourself. They're like, oh, you're really unique, and you already have a following. Like I have 1,200 followers on Instagram. Like I'm working really hard to keep growing. So 
I will say a website has changed my life. I had a website made recently, just inlusinger.com. Um, I freelance in my books. It's all hosts under one neat little pink umbrella, like me. So, so, um, so yeah, it's just a really good place to network and people see you there and take you more seriously. So I recommend yeah. it. For sure. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, don't just do something and then and then kind of sit back and say, okay, no. any day now I'll be getting those calls. It's yeah, never gonna happen. No. And I mean, I don't post as much as I feel like I should. Although I'm glad you said, oh, it's always profit. I'm like, I try. It is. I the stories, really especially. Try. The stories, especially. She is on yeah. point with this. The stories you really try. Stories are great. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, what is next for you now? Oh, next. I I do have an idea for a rock star fake dating romance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love that so concept. So on brand I love for it. me, you have no idea. Uh, it's very uh, on brand for you. Oh, extremely. Very much so. Do you know how many musicians I've hit on in my life? Don't even get me started. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's a long. It's, a long, it's like a long list. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know I, I network in musical circles, so there are opportunities. We'll just put it that way. Exactly, it, and, yeah. and, you know, it's not like hitting on them. It's like it's like networking. It's connecting exactly. with them. Exactly. It, it, sure, networking. Sure. That's <laughs> um, what we're calling it these days, kids. That's what we're calling it. Yeah. No, legit though. I, you know, I'm really just networking and working hard. And this new story, I kind of hope to have representation for it. So, I've outlined loosely. I have character names that are loosely locked in. And I'm hoping to write really soon. As soon as my work life finds a little bit of a dull roar and things sell out for the holidays, I'm going to dive in and have a manuscript done and hopefully start pushing it to somebody who can represent it. So I thought about doing traditional publishing. I think it might be the hybrid because hybrid gives you more royalties and more control, which I like both of those things. So we're going to try to do that. Excellent. Plan. Excellent. Yeah. Well, Angelina, as always, great to reconnect. Could you like a catch up on, on uh, um, everything? Yes. Folks, if you don't already, go to it. AngelinaSinger.com. Yes. All in one spot. Get the books. Get the audio books because those are awesome. Thank you. And if you're in the area, come on down. We are at the Crown Plaza, Branch Avenue, Warp, uh, Rhode Island. It's a free event. Get some books. I'm actually shop giving early. away, too. If you sign up for a mailing list, I'm giving away signed copies of these. So... Might be worth your while. Maybe. Might be. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is always a blast. And uh, again, tune in to my Instagram Live next week, December 17th, to talk to me and Chelsea Cloca, the narrator of these books. And you can learn more about her and the things that we both do. So thank you so much again, Max. You're very welcome. Thank you. Bye, guys. This is your girl, Lady V, host of the V-Line, and you're listening to Citywide Blackout. Hey, everyone. We're back. Citywide um, um Citywide Blackout live at the Rhode Island Author Expo. As you can see, I've had too much coffee, but that's okay because I keep the energy going because this is a great event happening, folks. It is, it is going on right now until 3 p.m., so if you're not here, come on down. The Crown Plaza Ballroom, Branch Avenue in Warwick, Rhode Island. Joining me now, this is really cool because we have been like Facebook um, and like Instagram friends for a long time, but now... We get to meet in real life. Yeah. She's a real person. <laughs> I am joined by author MC Magikoff talking about her book, Fried Catfish. And this is actually a screenplay, folks. I love reading screenplays. So this is a really cool thing. So, MC, welcome to the show. It's so cool to have you here. Thank you. Um, but let's start with just the origin story for this book. Well, nice to see you in person, Max, right? as well. I'm like, I'm so excited you're live. And so, um, well, the origins was actually something in 2017 that came to my mind. I was watching a lot of Dr. Phil shows at that time, and it's a, um, basically, it's a, it's a, just a far-fetched story about a, um, a woman in her, um, uh, mid, I don't know, late 40s, 50s, whatever, uh, divorced, being catfished online, and it's about, um, 
a uh, person that comes into her life through another method where um, she helps uh, bring the catfish to justice and there's a capuchin monkey involved so but his name is Jimmy um, so I, I really again I know I've gone a little um, over the top here just giving you bits and pieces but you just have to read it why it's a, why it's a screenplay though it's something that um, it came to me in a, in a movie version and can I just tell you um, the actors yes, okay the actors that I envisioned in this were Melissa McCarthy Ooh. as the main character and good, then um, yeah I love her Solid choice. <laughs> and then um, Kathy Bates would play her mother and, yes, yeah, yes, yes yes and then um, Leslie Jones from Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. She's also she played with Melissa McCarthy, sure. Ghostbusters. It would be um, I don't know what you would call uh, the character. I mean I don't know what you would say, but she she's actually the woman that helps her out. She's a secret agent um, that helps uh, Lori, who's the main character, and then the Capuchin Monkey Jimmy. You'll see how he comes in if you buy the book. Uh, and then lastly, Simon Helberg, am I saying his name right, from the Big yeah, Bang Theory? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, he would be the actual villain. So um, again, it's it's a really it's a really fun read, which is what I've been getting a lot of feedback on. Um, but it just came out in February. So um, yeah, I hope I hope people buy it. I hope someday it gets to be in the big screen. Yes, Hollywood. You heard it here first. <laughs> Make this movie, okay? Make it happen. Same, same casting too. Um, so, why the write it as a screenplay? I mean, like, did, uh, did you try and like uh, shop it around to different to different companies? I haven't really done much of that yet. I'm just getting my feet wet. I mean, again, being part of Aria, which is something that you know is really helpful because I've met a lot of great authors, and I, I mean, you know, even talking to you, and again, it, it's I will somehow have to make more connections so I hope um, that'll happen soon I um, I know there's like a movie Rhode Island um, Rhode Island uh, I guess film collaborative is yep. in Rhode Island so I have yet to make a meeting there but again like maybe someday uh, it'll just it'll just come together but in the meantime um, you know again I'm, I'm just I'm selling it on amazon.com and then also by from stillwater books who's the publisher yep. so um but yeah so far that's what's going on excellent uh so let's define the term uh, the term uh, catfishing i'm sure like most folks know what it means but there's some who don't what exactly is it to be catfished well again i watched the dr phil show years ago and that's how i learned about the term i mean to be catfished is to go online and whether you're a man or a woman or I mean and then all of a sudden you see someone that is good-looking and then all of a sudden they want to uh, you know get to know you but they want to get to know you too quickly and they're not the real person it's just it could be a it's a fake person behind the the, um, the profile so that's what I understand well I mean, that's what really the catfish but it's a funny term if you think about it yeah <laughs> So wait, so online dating sites aren't to be trusted? I am shocked at this. Shocked, shocked, shocked. <laughs> but you, I guess you're a fact finder and a researcher, so that's why you would know more. But um, I must say, I, I am, I shouldn't say this live, but I'm saying, I mean, I can be gullible sometimes, but I'm saying not this gullible. But yeah. um, no, but as far as... Um, as far as you just have to trust your gut. I mean, I mean, who on earth really is going to fall in love with you just by looking, you know, into a camera or I'm not even a camera, looking at a picture and then all of a sudden 
you know, you don't even meet the person, and then all of a sudden they start asking you for money the next yeah, day. I mean, exactly. come on, nobody loves you that quickly unless, uh, you know, it's it's insane, but yeah. I getcha, I getcha. So let's talk about uh, the writing process, because this is your first book, it's your debut book, which yes. is really cool. Um, how did you go about like writing it, and did you find yourself going like back and forth to change things? Yes, I, I started it out first with again, um, like the, I started out at the beginning, and but I I I've never written a book, but I know that there's a flow to it. So I know you know there's the uh, the first part, then there's the, the climax, and then there's the ending. So I, I have to be honest with you, I got to get better at, at writing in general. But again, it just pretty much flowed, but I did have to come back and fill in um, some of the gaps of, you know, but again, having uh, great publishers like uh, Steve and Dawn Porter, um, you know, from Stillwater Books, they helped me a lot. Excellent. Yeah. Um, what would you say was like the best offer, the best like advice that they, that they gave you about this? Um, well, you know what? They, they loved it right away. You know, I mean, I know Dawn, I Dawn, Dawn really loved the story right away. Um, I'd, I'd have to say about, you mean about writing it? Yeah, um, yeah. I would have to say um, there was just some, again, a lot of, some details that were left out that I had to, I had to put in there. Um, but they didn't question, like, they didn't really question it too much. It was more like I just had to, had to give more um, information. And so, it's, I hate to say it, I'm so sorry. It's, it's been so long. I think 2020 was like for everybody a little bit weird. So, um, <laughs> just like but one big, like, yeah, black, I, I, I think I blacked out. <laughs> Get it? Blackout? No, again. Is that what the name? Oh, you're <laughs> citywide blackout. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm blacked it out now. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. She's she's here all week, folks. <laughs> all week, yeah. Anyway, but um, no, it's 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 a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, definitely. And um, I do hope like more people come out today, even though it's raining. I mean, we could use, like I said, a lot more um, customers. So come on down. Come on down, folks. Buy some books, especially this one. Okay, it's definitely it's definitely worth it. Um, so what is next for you? You've got you, uh, you you've had this book out for for um, a little while now. Since February. Yeah. So what's next? Well, I work a full-time job, and so um, I do want to write another book, which would be more um, of, uh, you know, not fictional, but of a serious nature of being scammed. And I really was scammed in real life, but I won't go into that Jeez. right now. Yeah, I, I was scammed by a fortune teller, and um, yeah, that's that's going to be like the next book. But I mean, not to say that they're all bad. It's just one of those things where. Um, it really deeply uh, affected my life and made you know made my my life go in a different direction that I hope. But I'm here for a reason, right? Exactly. Meeting you, talking to you. There so, you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, um, MC. So this has been really cool learning about the book and about your work. But where do folks go to learn uh, to learn uh, more about you? Well, I have a uh, Facebook page. Um, it's um, well, it's called Fried Catfish. Is the Facebook page my Facebook is um, MC or Maria Magikov, Sorry, and then my Instagram is MC Magikov on Instagram. And so, but again, to buy the book, it's at Amazon or at Stillwater Books. But you can find me on Facebook.